Hey everybody, this is Jason Cox, and this is the Cox News Podcast. Coming at you live from my living room. I tell you what, Melania Trump's speech, was it that big a deal? Was it that big? Like, were you shocked? Were you shocked that Melania Trump read a speech that was plagiarized? Seriously? I mean, to be shocked, you would have to assume that she wrote her own speech. And that she was lazy and copied Michelle Obama. Like, obviously, that didn't happen. Obviously, a rich ball washer is not going to write her own speech. And not to say Melania Trump is not intelligent. No doubt she's intelligent. She's intelligent enough to be able to marry a 70-year-old rich guy. And just look at her. She's addicted to plastic surgery just by looking at her. You can tell she is. Uh, She loves money. She loves money. She married one of the richest guys in the country. She loves money. And uh, it works. It works for her. So great. She is stepping into a role right now. The role of a politician's wife. And love and fidelity has nothing to do with it at this point. So she, she screwed up. She didn't fact check her own damn speech. Not a big surprise. Cut Melania some slack. All right. She was handed a piece of paper, said, hey, memorize this. She read it, did great. Her performance was fucking great. Melania Trump's performance at the RNC was fucking great. Okay? She did great. It just happened to be somebody else's fucking speech. So you, you, you can't get mad at Melania Trump for that. But she is a ball washer. She's washing, she's washing Trump's dick. Oh, my goodness. But whatever. And you know what's funny about Melania Trump? I bet she knows more about politics than he does. <laughs> I bet I bet Donald Trump knows more about politics than Melania. I bet I bet you Donald Trump knows less about politics than his wife. I would I wouldn't doubt it because while he's doing his business, his real estate business, being a mogul, she gets to watch the news. So it puts her it puts her at a distinct advantage. She's at an advantage in this in in this she should be running for president. What what's the fucking difference? If she runs for president, she might as well enter, she might as well be entering as a third party candidate. I'd 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 consider voting for her over Hillary and Donald. Look at the look at the freaking crew that we got. I'd consider it. And Trump is like Trump is like Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> They're the same age. Trump is like Jennifer Aniston. You put Jennifer Aniston's name in the news, they'll read it. There's, there's some stat out there that Jennifer Aniston sells more magazines by being on their cover, even if it's fucking made up. How many kids, how many pregnancies has this bitch had? I, I think none. But according to every goddamn magazine at the, at the cash registers, she's fucking pregnant again. And people buy it. They buy it like it's fat because they're morons. But Trump is like that for news. You put Trump's name in a headline, the stats are out there. Don't get mad at me at Cox News Podcast on Twitter. Don't get mad at me. The stats are out there. You put Trump's name in a headline, people fucking click it. So I can't, I can't fault the news for putting Trump in the headline. But I'll tell you what I... But this is, this is the media for you. E. coli just became resistant to antibiotics. 
The, on the only cure for E. coli isn't... I think E. coli is the one where you bleed out of every fucking hole in your body as you die. Which is gruesome. It's about as gruesome as Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's is when your brain deteriorates and doesn't communicate with the rest of your body. Until you suffocate to death. The last thing, thankfully, I suppose, that your brain communicates with when you have Alzheimer's is your lungs. And it stops, and then you suffocate to death fully conscious, which is fucking gruesome. Come on, God. What is up with that shit? So E. coli is, I, I think, second. Because if you're just walk, if you, you know you're sick and you're just walking through the house to take a shit or whatever, and you shit, cry, puke, and ear bleed blood, and then you die, that's pretty fucking gruesome. That had a cure until now. Now it has no cure. It has mutated, or whatever, something science-y, and is now resistant to antibiotics. Well, guess what? That ain't a national fucking headline when you got Kim Kardashian going at it with Taylor Swift, non-Les style, and Donald Trump fucking anything. Oh, and by the way, E. coli is now, uh, it's deadly. Yeah. It's like AIDS now, so... But Kim Kardashian, boobs, huh? The fucking news, dude. The news. The media. It's so easy to blame the media. Because the media has a slant. The media has a slant not on what people should hear, but what people want to hear. And that's why Kim Kardashian and Donald Trump have trumped <laughs> fucking E. coli becoming resistant to its own fucking cure. But whatever. Science sometimes is good. I was looking up today. I was just curious because I'm a, I'm a geek and I was just curious. I said, when, how much, I, want, I did a Google search. How much data in storage does it take to become visible to the naked eye? I, I am curious because storage is physical. Data is physical. You put music on an iPhone or an iPad or an iPod or a, for some dumb fucking reason, a Samsung, and it's physical. And we've made file types smaller and smaller, but it's still physical, nonetheless. So at what point does this physical data become visible to the naked eye? It's like flying in a plane. You're flying in a plane above, you know, we're, fucking idiot that I am, Flying in a plane above, uh, what am I above? Uh, the world, the country. You can't see a, a human. You can't, you're too high up. You can barely see a, a car, let alone a fucking person in a car. Think about how, think about a person proportionate to a vehicle. You can barely see a fucking vehicle. Okay, so you're up there and you can barely see a person. That's like data. So how much, how many people has to gather in an area before you're visible to the naked eye in an airplane, similar to data. Data is physical. It's there, whether you can see it or not, and you can't see it. So how much data do you have to get in a single spot before you can see it? I didn't find the answer to that question, because Google sucks, but I learned something interesting today, that scientists are now able to store data and have it, in a sense it's physical, it needs to be preserved in something. They can now store data for up to a million years, which they expect will outlast the human race. And they're acting like this is a big fucking discovery. And I'm over here like, what's the goddamn point? <laughs> what's the point of storing data 
beyond the fucking human race. And they said to show other races or other life forms, I think is what they said. I don't fucking remember. To show someone else what we learned as a people, which matters why. You're dead. You're gone. You're no more. So when the chickens on the chicken farms mutate from all the antibiotics we're giving it for the 30 days it's fucking alive before we cook it and eat it, before they mutate and take over the world, we better tell them all the shit that we learned. What a useless fucking thing to say that we could store shit that long. How fucking dumb. How dumb can smart people be, seriously? Dumb smart people. Archimedes. Was it Archimedes? Nerds? Who, who discovered uh, displacement? He drew a bath and filled it right up to the top. And then when he dove in, he realized the volume of his own size, pushed the water out, and he discovered volume or fucking whatever. I think it was Archimedes. Not that I give a shit, because I'm, I'm seven, and I'm smart enough to know that if I fill a bathtub too full, it's going to spill when I climb in. And this guy, I assume, was in his 20s when he figured it out. So he's in history, and I'm not. But he, Archimedes was fucking stupid. Okay, so it took a guy taking a bath to figure out that if you jump in the bath, your volume fills the bathtub. It took a guy taking a bath to figure that out. That makes sense. It makes sense to me that a guy living what he discovered is how he discovered it. So explain to me Braxton Hicks. Okay, pregnant feminists? Explain to me Braxton Hicks. Explain to me why today a man is credited with discovering false contractions in pregnancy. Does that burn your fucking bras or what? That a man, a non-pregnant person, discovered what non-birth-giving contractions were. How fucking angry are you? You are pissed as hell. Oprah is pissed as hell, and she never even had kids. Somebody figure that out. And while you're figuring that out, figure out why no one's ever made a safety goggle adapter for eyeglasses. And I don't mean the little things they put on the side. You slide on these little fucking guards that go up on the corners of your eyeglass, eyeglass lenses. I don't mean those. I mean the old early 90s sunglasses. They clip right in the middle of your eyeglasses and fold down. You know, like you're a baseball player, only fatter. And you can flip them up when you're inside or take them right off. Whatever you want to do. How come nobody invented that for safety glasses? You know how much money some safety glass fucking making company could make if they made those? And Cox News gave it to you first. Somebody make those. Somebody make those safety glasses, adapters, or, or whatever you call them. Clip them right on. Factories around the world will buy that shit, and you'll be rich. And then I won't get any share of the loot, because I'm just a moron that shoots his mouth off, and someone else writes down the one in a hundred fucking intelligent things that I said, and do something with it. And while you're writing shit down in your office, make sure when you're walking around your office that you're using the mirrors in your office to combat office accident traffic. There are offices in this country with traffic mirrors in between the cubicles. Can you make a pussy look more like a pussy when you put traffic mirrors in an office? What the hell are we doing? We're walking. We're not driving forklifts. We're not driving fucking Jetsons hovercrafts around the office. Meet George Jetson. His boy, Elroy. We're not fucking doing that. And you put traffic mirrors. I'm walking into people because I'm looking at this fucking tiny mirror trying to see if anybody's coming. 
That's what she said. How dumb is that? They gotta take a job that's fucking easy and make it seem hard, which is probably why you stretch in an office. Because they make sitting at a desk fucking hard. You get carpal tunnel from typing on a keyboard. No, you got carpal tunnel because you have weak genes, because you're a pussy. Because you gave in to your brain, warring over the fact that you're hurt or not hurt. And you went home and pretended you were hurt instead of pretending you were fine. And then you actually got hurt because your brain controls your body. You don't have to stretch at an, at an office job. Don't stretch. Just don't be a pussy. Just fucking get up and walk around. You don't have carpal tunnel. You have I need to do something tunnel <laughs> syndrome. People who have carpal tunnel get it from repetitive motion. You know who's in charge of how much repetitive motion you do? You. You do. You control how much repetitive motion you do. So if you're fucking doing something over and over again, stop doing it. Stop fucking doing it. And maybe you won't get sick. And the surgery for carpal tunnel is out of this world. That don't solve anything. That don't fix anything. It makes you worse. Just like the cure for cancer that's out there. Why give you the cure for cancer when you can go get chemo and see the doctor every friggin' three months for the rest of your life? Same as carpal tunnel. Why have a cure for carpal tunnel when they can fucking cut it open and put everything crisscross and backwards? Then you gotta go back for a cortisone shot every 30 days for the rest of your life. Or until you get Van Gogh crazy and fucking cut it off. Stretching in an office. What a bunch of pansies. I don't stretch in an office. I just, I just pretend nothing hurts. Because nothing does hurt. Because you sit at a desk. Give me a break. You think anybody's stretching after going out and chasing Pokemon? No. And they're perfectly healthy. Is there anything as scary? Remember those old Verizon commercials? I think it was Verizon. It must have been. Where they had the fake commercials about uh, Dead Zones. The, like, a, like a fake horror. Like a fake horror movie. Fake horror show. Where someone walks up to a house and this old scary man goes, You don't want to go in there. Dong. There's been dropping calls in there for years. Dong. Could you, nothing, and fast forward to 2016, and nothing is scarier than that, than being in a dead zone where you know there's a Pokemon. Is that true or what? Holy shit, man, is that scary. I went to get my oil changed. I work in an office. And I had an hour lunch break and I went to get my oil changed. And I went into the correct entrance. I went into the correct entrance and somebody went in the wrong entrance, cut me off and pulled in to get their oil changed. Uh, woman. Fuck that bitch. Seriously. And she looked right at me. She looked right at me and I could have sworn she went, whoops. like. Oh, I fucking went the wrong way. And if she said whoops, she's a double cunt because she didn't fucking back up and let me go first. And you know what I did? I did the mature gun-owning thing. And I stood there and smiled and waited for danger to rear its ugly head. And it never did. I sat there all patient and said, you know what? I'm not going to get mad. I have an hour lunch. It took me five minutes to get here. I'll get, uh, I'm not going to be late. There's no reason to be pissed. I talked myself out of it. And you know what? I won. I won the race. I, she was in front of me. She picked the wrong fucking lane to get into. The car in front of her took too long. The car in front of me didn't take very long. I won. I got in first. I got out first. Just as that fat bitch was coming to sit. She was fat. Just as that fat bitch was coming in to sit down to wait, 
I was fucking paying and leaving. And that's the moral of the story. When you're patient, you win. I don't know what you win. I won a $21 bill and I still had to go to work and eat lunch in, the, in a smaller amount of time than what I had originally, which was an hour. So I don't know what I won, but I was patient. I did the right thing. I said, fuck this bitch in my head and not to her fucking ugly fat face. And I won. So wherever you are, bitch, you cut me off and I know it, but I hope you were late for your, on your lunch break because that's what you deserved for fucking cutting somebody off in a line. Because you don't cut lines. You don't cut lines. That is, sh- that is horse shit. Okay, we are all adults. You don't cut. Speaking of women, are we allowed to listen to American Pie anymore? You know, Ameri- the, the tremendously amazing historical song about the 1959 plane crash that killed Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and the Big Bopper. Don McLean, who lives in Maine. In Camden, I think, which is down east on the coast. Beautiful town. He hit his wife. That fucking dickhead wrote the most iconic song in the history of this stinking country. And then he punched his wife. I don't think it's a big deal. (laughs) I don't think it's a big deal that we listen to the song. It's a big fucking deal that he punched his wife. That's a dick move. You can't punch your wife. If If you're married to someone bigger and stronger than you, it doesn't matter if she's a woman or not. If you punch your wife, she's going to punch you back. And if you win, maybe you should get a WWE championship belt or something. But it's not fair to pick on someone smaller than you, which sounds like what this asshole did. She ended up divorcing him, so she gets whatever, you know, whatever's coming to her, which is everything. You know, good for her. They have more than one house, so he can't be that bad off. But Phil Spector is one of the most renowned and most brilliant music producers in history. And this fucking asshole has seen and recorded and produced so much history. You remember when years ago the Beatles or Paul McCartney, half of them are still alive, when Paul McCartney re-released the Let It Be album as Let It Be Naked? Well, you know whose idea it was to make it Let It Be and cut out all kinds of shit? That was Phil Spector. And at the time, it was huge because it, the, the album was so wildly successful. Paul McCartney just fucking hated it. Because it's his art, too. He can be mad about it. But everybody else liked it, so he rolled with the punches because Paul McCartney's a class fucking act. So Phil Spector, has, he, he did Unchained Melody. He produced Unchained Melody from the movie Ghost. You know, Patrick Swayze and fingers his wife with, with uh, pottery clay on his fingers and she gets a UTI, I assume. He signed Ike and Tina Turner before that relationship went Don McLean-style south. He did My Sweet Lord with George Harrison during a solo career, which is ironic because... He wrote a song about God and ended up murdering his wife, which I was pretty sure God, or not his wife, but his, he murdered somebody. And uh, God pretty sure doesn't like murder. Uh, I haven't talked to him in a long time, so I don't know if God suddenly approved of murder back you know, in the early 2000s when Phil Spector committed this crime. Maybe he did. I'm not, I don't talk to God because I'm not a, a crazy fucking southerner. We still listen to all that shit. So we should get to listen to American Pie. I think we just don't credit him. I think we make American Pie public domain so I can feature it on this podcast without getting sued or having the podcast pulled. That would really stick it to that wife-beating asshole. The only time you hear about Maine is when there's crime. You never hear anything good about Maine. Why don't you hear anything good about Maine? We never had a presidential candidate. I take that back. We never had a president. We've had a presidential candidate, James Blaine. I believe he ran against Grover Cleveland. Fact check me, nerds. James Blaine. 
I believe it was against Grover Cleveland. And then there was another guy, I can't remember who it was, in the 80s. Maybe it was the 70s. And he cried. And he cried on the air on live television. And he dropped out of the race because his favoring with the American public faltered because he cried. And, you know, men can't cry their pussies. Well, I'm a pussy because I cry all the fucking time. It don't bother me to cry. I hung up on the cable guy today, as a matter of fact. Because we lose internet a lot out here, which doesn't make any sense to me. But I don't work for a money-grubbing corporation, so I don't understand. We lose internet all the time. So I called a couple times, and they said, and they said hey, uh, this is what you do. Unplug this, unplug that, unplug this, wait 30 seconds, plug it all back in, let me know if that worked. Oh, wait. Oh, what a nice guy. He's going to wait. Okay. I do all that. Internet comes back. Fucking great. So what do I do the next time internet goes out? I do that. And it didn't work, so I called him. So while I'm waiting on hold, for shits and giggles, I do it again. I unplug it all and do it again. Okay, then it's booting. Everything is booting up. The modem is booting up. The router is booting up. Takes time. Oh, you rich people who don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Takes fucking time. While I'm talking to him, the internet comes back. He says to me, this is what I want you to do. I want you to unplug everything, wait 30 seconds, and plug it all back in. Well, I just fucking did that, and it worked. So I said, well, I just did that, and he cuts me off, and he says, well, we need to do it again. I know what he's thinking. He's thinking every customer that calls in with a problem is a know-it-all. I'm not a know-it-all. He doesn't know that. Stop judging me, fuckface. So I hung up on him. I just fucking click. Internet's back. I don't need him anyway. Internet's back. I'm Netflixing the sh- I'm halfway through the latest episode of some fucking dumb show that I don't need to watch. He calls, I legit, I do not lie to you. He legitimately called me back 18 fucking times over the next few minutes. I, I shit you not, 18 times he called me back. I didn't answer once. I was just so irritated with him that he would not take me, take me at my word that I fucking tried this already. <laughs> it worked. I'm never calling them again. If it doesn't work, fuck it. I'm calling up in 30 days for a credit. It felt good to hang up on the cable company. Because every month they hemorrhage my wallet for a service I can't even fucking depend on. Pisses me off. Alright, let's do a public service announcement. Don't be that person not involved in a conversation who happens to be eavesdropping or walking by. And you just have to shout something out like you think it goes along with what two other people are talking about. It fucking doesn't. Mind your own business. This is when you know you're in a conversation and when information is required from you. Someone is making eye contact with you or uses your first name. Don't just assume people want to listen to what you have to say. That is rude. You're not important. Okay? Understand it. Brought to you by... AT&T, but not really. I don't know why AT&T would have sponsored that. That doesn't make any sense. But I forgot to write down who fake sponsored this public service announcement. So, Tweet us at Cox News Podcast. Let us know how you think I'm doing. Let us know how you think JJ and I are doing together as a team. Uh, I am not an angry asshole. I want to reiterate like I did at the very beginning. I am playing a character. I am just trying to push the envelope and just make you laugh. And just think, I can't believe someone out there wants to act like this. I just want you to laugh. And if you're not laughing, tweet me at Cox News Podcast and tell me why you're not laughing. But once again, 
all sounds heard within the podcast are either free music found at freemusicpublicdomain.com or they're my own edited voice recording. If you like the podcast, please subscribe, tell your friends, and if you didn't like the podcast, please listen again anyway. I'm Jason Cox. On behalf of JJ Cox, this is Cox News. Thank you very much.